Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, the big news from the NFL sending a message to players about vaccines and what it could mean for the season. Could other leagues and businesses take a page from their playbook? The NFL puts players and teams on notice, threatening pay and penalties if unvaccinated players cause a game to be canceled. We have all the new details. And the new warning from the CDC director, why she says America isn't out of the woods yet. Plus, the mom who held a vaccination clinic at her son's funeral. I was kind of angry, not so much at him, but because he did not take the vaccine. Breakthrough cases. How is it possible that someone who is vaccinated can still get coronavirus? Our Dr. John LaPook has what you need to know. Plus, our interview with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Is it possible we're heading towards a new lockdown? Sweeping internet outage. Did you have trouble getting on websites like Google and Amazon? You're not alone. What caused the massive glitch? Gun crackdown. The new government program. Can it help get weapons off the streets and save lives? Water park danger. How a young girl drowned in Ohio. Olympics underway. Simone Biles sticks the landing in practice rounds as the Tokyo Games are plagued with controversy and a worsening COVID crisis. And surfs up. For the first time ever, surfers will compete in the Olympics. We ride along with one of the Americans looking to bring home the gold. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with a warning from the CDC. America is at another pivotal point in this pandemic. The summer surge that health officials warned about is here. The U.S. reported more than 50,000 cases on Wednesday for the first time in nearly three months. That means 30 Americans were diagnosed with coronavirus every minute. 
Vaccination rates across the country have slowed to a crawl, and less than half of the U.S. is fully vaccinated. And tonight, the NFL is pressuring its players to get the shot. Otherwise, the consequences could impact the team's playoff chances, a move that is sure to have other major companies take note. And so in a moment, we'll speak with Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, about why in some cases vaccinated people are still getting sick. But we are going to begin with CBS's David Begno and that breaking news about the NFL season set to kick off in just 49 days. Good evening, David. Good evening. Right after the NFL made that announcement, Nora, a player for the Seattle Seahawks announced, I went and got vaccinated because I don't want to hinder my team. The NFL has told its players, you've got to be vaccinated by the time the season starts, September 9th. Tonight, a warning from the NFL to its teams. If there's a COVID outbreak and players are not vaccinated, prepare to forfeit and lose the game. The league has tried to get players immunized. 78% have gotten at least one dose. The NFL commissioner sent out a memo saying that any team which causes a game to be canceled will be responsible for financial losses and players on both teams won't get paid. They're hoping as players begin to report to training camp this week into next week that they'll start getting vaccinated so that uh, they can meet that sort of threshold that they've all set for one another around 85 or so percent for all teams. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the players who says he won't get vaccinated, tweeted this. Being in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. This comes as the Delta variant is raging nationwide. More cities are now urging residents to mask up. And tonight, the president is speaking up. We follow the science. Take Louisiana. Over the last week, they've seen their biggest increase in hospitalizations since the spring of 2020. This is in a state where just over one in three people are fully vaccinated. I was 100% hesitant. I did not want to be a guinea pig. Catherine Templeton is a nurse practitioner. What changed your mind? Watching people die, watching people have life-altering illnesses, they'll never be the same. There's folks who are my age. They're in the hospital now. For many, it's too late. I begged him. I said, you need to take the vaccine, Brandon. Oh, no, Mom, I'm not going to take it. And you better not take the vaccine either. Betty Antoine's son, Brandon, died from COVID. He was 46. He would say, look, it's not enough research, and we don't know what's in that. Where was he getting his information from? Google, and he listened to the news. And Antoine, a teacher, delivered a lesson to her community. She turned Brandon's memorial service into a vaccine drive. Three people got vaccinated on the spot. My son is dead right now because he didn't believe in the vaccine. He's dead. You know, as the infection rate is rising here in Louisiana, the number of vaccines, the vaccine rate is rising too, interestingly. Uh, Nora, right before we came on the air, the spokesperson here at Our Lady of the Lake Regional Medical Center in Baton Rouge, which is the largest in the state, said we are crushed in the emergency room. He said, David, we're at capacity and we're trying to figure out how to get on the local news tonight to tell people, please don't come to the ER unless you absolutely have to and have a life-threatening condition. Overwhelming medical professionals, David Begno, thank you. All right, now to our CBS News investigation. The vaccines here in America are highly effective. So why are a small percentage of vaccinated people getting infected? And is it possible for a vaccinated person to spread the virus? CBS's Dr. John LaPook has new details tonight. It was a hippie fest where people were close and 
hugging. And Jeff Friedman and Julie Greenhouse were among the fans at the crowded Peach Festival in Scranton, Pennsylvania. 16,000 faces and not a mask in sight. It didn't really occur to us that we were putting ourselves at risk. It was we were outside, we're all vaccinated. But vaccinations were not required. 48 hours after that last curtain call, Greenhouse developed symptoms and tested positive for COVID with a breakthrough infection. So did her boyfriend Jeff and 13 other festival friends, all with mild symptoms. I think if I had thought it through that I could have gotten COVID from someone unvaccinated, I would have been smarter. Dr. Paul Dupre is a vaccine researcher. He says it's crucial for people to get vaccinated so there's less virus to mutate into a more infectious version like the Delta variant, which has likely been causing the increased reports of breakthrough cases. Compared with previous versions of the virus, there's evidence Delta may attach to lung cells more efficiently. And a recent study found the Delta variant produced about a thousand times more virus in the nose than the original strain. It's not just about staying out of hospital and staying out of a coffin. It's about stopping the likelihood that that virus will change. So far, the COVID vaccines have been highly effective at preventing serious illness, even from Delta, but they're not perfect. According to the CDC, millions of vaccinated people will be at risk of a breakthrough infection if exposed, but so far, most have had mild or no symptoms. Out of more than 160 million fully vaccinated people in the U.S., the CDC says 5,500, mostly the elderly or people with underlying health conditions, have been hospitalized or died. Nora, the CDC is looking into rare cases of vaccinated people infecting not only unvaccinated people, but people who have been fully vaccinated. But CDC head Dr. Rochelle Walensky emphasized to me yesterday that the vaccines continue to provide exceptional protection against severe illness or death. Dr. John LaPook, thank you. Let's bring in Dr. Anthony Fauci to try and understand more about these breakthrough cases and the Delta variant. Dr. Fauci, thank you for joining us. So do these breakthrough cases mean the vaccine is failing? No, not at all. The efficacy, as is the case here, is really based on whether you prevent clinically recognizable disease. Most of the time, you're dealing with either asymptomatic infection or mildly symptomatic. The vaccine is still very protective against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. Should someone who got the Johnson and Johnson shot go and get a dose of Pfizer or Moderna? Would you? At this time, there's no indication at all that a person who's received a single dose, the standard dose of J&J needs to go out and get a booster shot. Given that new cases have tripled over the last month. Is it possible we're heading towards a new lockdown? Uh, I don't see a lockdown in the future, Nora. Remember, when you're dealing with the sharp incline in cases, you are talking about overwhelmingly that among unvaccinated people. Today, the NFL is making big news, sending a clear message to teams and players If they don't get vaccinated and if there's a cancellation of the game, there could be financial penalties. What do you make of that move by the NFL? I think the NFL is sending a very strong signal that it's very important to get vaccinated. If you want to play football and you want to do it in a way that you feel unrestricted and not worrying about any penalties, you just get vaccinated. 
because they're saying that if unvaccinated people get infected, there are going to be consequences. When an organization as big as the NFL sends a message like that, what do you think that does for other organizations and businesses? I think that gives them the impetus to do the same sort of thing. And I think you're going to be seeing that there will be local mandates, be they from colleges and universities or places of business, that there will be pressures for people to get vaccinated. Dr. Fauci, as always, great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're learning more tonight about what caused a sweeping Internet outage today that briefly took down dozens of the world's biggest Internet companies, including Google and Amazon, as well as major banks and airlines. Here's CBS's Mola Lenghi. The extensive Internet outage reportedly brought down nearly 24,000 websites around the world, including high-profile brands from Delta to Fidelity to FedEx that displayed error pages. The outage appears to have been triggered by a bug at Akamai, which hosts websites on its network platform. Even if you're not hosted by Akamai, you could be working with a website that is, and one error at this one company could impact you a long ways away. Today, Akamai told CBS News they've implemented a fix and later said this was not a result of a cyber attack. The financial impact of an Internet error like this could be pretty significant. A lot of companies rely on the Internet uh, not just to do transactions, but to persistently stay online. A string of recent cyber attacks from Russian and Chinese hackers has cost U.S. companies millions. The Biden administration has made cybersecurity a top priority. We live in a world of uh, cloud infrastructure, and these companies will continue to innovate. That means we will continue to benefit from these innovations, but probably also experience uh, glitches like this. Well, the interruptions lasted a few minutes for some, a few hours for others. And considering the hundreds of billions of dollars e-commerce generates every year in this country, any interruption can be significant. But experts say these glitches are just the price of Internet convenience, Nora. Moa Lange, thank you so much. Tonight, the Justice Department is launching a crackdown on the wave of illegal guns plaguing America's cities. Attorney General Merrick Garland visited Chicago today just hours after another outburst of gunshots. CBS's Jeff Begays is there tonight. Three mass shootings in one of America's most violent cities Wednesday night. 18 shot, including eight on this party bus that was attacked. We are... Uh, experiencing uh, drive-by shootings much more than we've seen in the last several decades. Chicago murders overall are down slightly this year, but up 50% from two years ago. The violence here and in four other cities has prompted the Department of Justice to launch gun strike forces, teams that will try to chase down the illegal weapons before they're used in urban warfare. Chicago police have recovered nearly 7,000 illegal guns, a 25% rise from last year, many of which were smuggled into the city. Our job is also, of course, to go after the sources of those guns and the networks that feed those guns to the places where they are doing uh, the most violent crime. But federal efforts to reduce gun crime have rarely had much of an impact. Chicago residents we spoke with remain on edge. Would you allow your grandmother, your mother to walk these streets alone at night or just together at night? No. It's not safe at night here? No. 
Late today, Chicago's police superintendent asked for the public's help. He wants people to call in tips, but there has been years of distrust between community and police. A lot of people who live in these neighborhoods, they lack faith that police can actually get the job done. Nora. Jeff Pagase, thank you. And more problems for the troubled Tokyo Olympics. The director of the opening ceremony was fired just hours before the spectacle is scheduled to kick off. And despite reports the games could still be canceled, Team USA's biggest star is focusing on perfecting her form. CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. Team USA's Simone Biles showed off her signature vault in training today with none of the usual spectators because of COVID restrictions. While she crushed her landings, Biles has said she's unsure of how she'll do an actual competition without the energy of a live crowd. Tonight, there are more than 90 cases of COVID and people connected to the games. USA volleyball player Taylor Crabb and four other American athletes have been sidelined by positive COVID tests. Meanwhile today, First Lady Joe Biden arrived in Tokyo ahead of Friday's opening ceremony as the city logged nearly 2,000 new daily cases alone, a six-month high. But the circulating virus isn't the only issue at these games. As preparations for the opening extravaganza continued, the event's creative director was immediately fired after this video surfaced. A 1998 comedy skit in which he poked fun at the Holocaust. So really, the country just needs the athletics to start happening. Yes. New York Times Tokyo bureau chief Matoko Rich covered the scandal. And the organizers are probably hoping like, yes, yes, win some medals so that we can draw attention away from all these scandals. Two other top Japanese Olympic officials had already been forced out in separate controversies. However, organizers of the opening ceremony say it will not impact the show and they will be straightforward about the pandemic. No cardboard cutouts or fake cheering. Nora. Jamie Yukes, thank you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. Tonight, authorities in Ohio are investigating how a young girl drowned at a water park and couldn't be found for 30 minutes. There's a 14-year-old girl went underwater without a life jacket, and she never came back up. My Kiara Jones was playing in the park when witnesses say she fell into the water. After a frantic search, a lifeguard pulled My Kiara out. She was given CPR, but never recovered. And tonight, nearly 80 wildfires in the West have burned almost one and a half million acres. At Oregon's bootleg fire, nine workers tested positive for COVID and have been isolated. Weather conditions there are helping firefighters gain control. The Tamarack Fire near Lake Tahoe jumped the California-Nevada border, prompting more evacuations. And the Dixie Fire near Paradise is now a 100,000-acre mega fire. 
The city of Milwaukee threw a huge parade today for the NBA champion Bucks. Double-decker buses carried the team and their MVP, affectionately known as the Greek Freak, as they celebrated their first NBA crown in 50 years. For the first time in Olympics history, surfing is an event at the Summer Games. Four Americans are looking to make waves, including one you're about to meet, as he rides along with CBS's Carter Evans. With unmistakable style, pro surfer Kolohe Andino is at home in the water and in the air. A performance he'll bring to surfing's debut in the Olympics. I've always been a big kind of Olympic nerd. I always watch it, record it. Once I heard that surfing was going to be in the Olympics, I was just excited. From his hometown in San Clemente, California, Andino brought us to the break where his pro surfer dad first took him surfing as a toddler. He used to take me like... Paddle me like that, and then I'd be like under his chest. Andino started winning titles before his teens and qualified for the Olympics as the top American in the World Surf League. But earlier this year, during a bad wipeout, an ankle injury that would require surgery and extensive rehab right up to the games. What's your biggest concern going into this? Definitely my ankle, just making sure it's 100%. Andino makes it look easy. A pro happily shredding small waves with this amateur. That was sick to see you get on a couple. It took everything I had just to get on him. And then it was like, <laughs> okay. How has growing up here prepared you for the Olympics? But I think the waves in Tokyo will be similar to like a regular beach break. I think I have a little bit of an advantage growing up in waves that are similar to the waves over there. Drawing Olympic inspiration from SoCal Roots. Carter Evans, CBS News, San Clemente, California. All right, the story of a Maine lobster man and his girlfriend enters a new chapter, as only Steve Hartman can tell it. That's tomorrow on CBS Z Finding News. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.